Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the program, first day of November. And we talk about basketball season finally getting here. November officially marks the start of basketball season. And tonight we've got a big slate of high school girls basketball games across the state. And again, just a wonderful time to be a Hoosier, uh, a great time to be an IU fan as well as the basketball season is beginning or will begin very soon officially. And we're just really a week away, week and a half maybe away from a lot of big games on TV, a lot of nights. And it starts off a little slow and it'll pick up quickly as we move in to the Thanksgiving time. But there is so much ahead from a basketball perspective and and it's just a lot of fun. So uh, welcome in. Hope you're with us each and every day. Maybe you're a new listener because... IU basketball has got you excited about the upcoming season. Regardless, we hope you join us each weekday here at 11 a.m. on the Big X. And if you can ever make it to the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. A couple reminders out of the gate. Providence football will play for a sectional championship coming up on Friday night. It should be a tremendous game and a big challenge for the Pioneers. They're going to take on undefeated Tecumseh. Uh, That's a 1A sectional championship. That game will be at Providence High School, and we'll have the play-by-play of that game. It'll actually be on the Big X. St. X football is a Thursday night game this week, and so that that, that, uh, Providence football game on Friday will be on the Big X. So I know a lot of people have said, what are you going to do here with Providence coming up in a championship game on Friday? Those are the plans, so the Pioneer fans can tune into that contest if you can't make the game. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. Uh, Now that basketball season is here, it's a great way to sound off. You've got a concern about the Hoosiers, something you like about this team, a question for some of the great IU-focused guests that join this show each and every day. You can send them to the Thornton's text line, and that phone number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. 1450. That's the Thornton's text line. Anything you want to send in, we'll do our best to get it on the air. Appreciate those of you that do send in some questions from time to time. I look forward to getting more input from you guys as the IU basketball season gets underway. Uh, Let's take a look at the show lineup for this November 1 edition of the program. Here in segment one, we've got news and notes from uh, yesterday and from today. Uh, A lot of stuff. Mike Woodson's first radio show was last night. We got a chance to get a little insight from him on the win, the big win over Marion in an exhibition game, and we'll tell you some of the big things he had to say from that. Also, Indiana listed as a national 
title contender, according to CBS Sports. I'll tell you the different tiers and the breakdowns they had and where Indiana stands. But just to be mentioned in this group of teams, obviously is big stuff for IU here in the preseason. And, you know, we're getting ready for IU football after a bye week. I know a lot of people have lost interest. Indiana's been dismal now since very early in the season. But the starting quarterback job is really up for grabs. And so we'll talk some about that today as well. And Cam Camper, he's out for the season. Not good news for IU football with an injury. So we'll discuss that coming up and a lot more coming your way a little bit later in the show today. Also, segment two, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join. We'll talk IU football and a little basketball with him. I want to recap the Coach Woodson show from last night, which, by the way, airs each Monday here on the Big X. And then later in the show, Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com will give us his thoughts from the exhibition and get us set for the exhibition game coming up on Thursday night. We are just two days away from more IU basketball. It'll be the second and final exhibition game of the season. And then after that, next week, uh, the second week in November, it's uh, regular season basketball, Moorhead State. And we are not far off at all from a big game with Xavier. That's the first big challenge uh, for this Indiana team on their schedule. And then you think about December, a month from now, or just over a month from now, what that stretch looks like for the Hoosiers. Uh, late November into December going to be a fun, fun time uh, for Indiana and to see what this team's all about here early on. So we'll get into all that more with Jeff Rabjohns as well of Peaks.com, and he's with us a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's get into our headlines for today, this Tuesday show. Last night, the Coach Woodson show uh, airing on the IU Network. We do pick that up each and every Monday night. He said last night that Indiana's defense needs to be the staple of this team. That's how he described it. And I thought the defense for an exhibition game uh, did look good on Monday night, of course, on Saturday afternoon, I should say, of course, as we ratchet up the opponents a bit here in coming weeks. We'll find out a lot more about the defense and the overall team. But he talked a little bit about three-point shooting woes from last season. Woodson was confident. He said, we will be better in that category this season. He said, quote, I feel more comfortable in the Tamar Bateses and the Millers and the Galloways and the races will know in time. Again, talking about three-point shooting. Uh, he talked a little bit about a number of things, but told some stories of his recruitment of Jalen Hood-Shafino, a little background there, also on Malik Renew, a teammate in high school of Jalen Hood-Shafino as well. Coach Woodson said he was vacationing in Jupiter, Florida, when Renew decommitted from Florida, and Coach Woodson drove from Jupiter to Orlando where he was able to watch Renew in a private workout, and that's where he pleaded his case for IU to visit Bloomington and make a decision, and he said, quote, once he got here to Bloomington, he never left. So, uh, again, interesting stuff Monday nights with Coach Woodson. He's a different coach with the media as far as Coach Miller and Coach Crean were. Uh, definitely uh, has his own persona and uh, a great storytelling ability as well, and he's just really fun to listen to, whether it's a story he's telling or talking about the last exhibition game or whatever it is. Uh, fun stuff to listen to, but uh, good stuff from Coach Woodson last night, and he talked a little bit about Trey Galloway, his surgery in the offseason, 
that he's ready to go, and they brought him along slowly in the offseason. Also, a, a lot about Logan Duncombe. He said, quote, he did something positive on the floor in every game he got in last year. Of course, we didn't see Duncombe a lot last season, but he definitely has been committed to the gym, to work out, to get stronger in the offseason. That was another thing Coach Woodson mentioned again about him as well in his first radio show of the season. So good stuff from Coach Woodson. Just a few things that stood out to me from his weekly coaches show last night. But uh, obviously when Coach Woodson's on the radio each week, you know it means the college basketball season is basically here. Also, CBS Sports had a rundown. This came from David Cobb, who covers college basketball on the national scene. Four different tiers of college basketball. Actually, it was more than four, but Indiana was in the fourth tier of contenders to win a national championship. Tier one was titled Steady as Ever. North Carolina, 8-1 to one odds. Kentucky, 9-1 to one odds. Baylor, 18-1 to one odds. And Kansas, 20-1 to one odds to win the national championship. So, those were the four big ones from CBS Sports. Uh, keep in mind, Indiana plays North Carolina and Kansas in its regular season schedule this year. Tier number two of national championship contenders was breakthrough candidates. Gonzaga, 9-1 to odds. Houston, 12-1 to odds. UCLA, 12-1 to odds as well. Tier three was titled betting on talent. Arkansas at 15-1. to Duke at 18-1 to listed there. Leap of Faith, that is tier number four. Arizona, who Indiana will play in December in Vegas, 22-1 odds. Tennessee, 30-1 odds. Creighton, 30-1 odds. Indiana, 30-1 odds. So the Hoosiers uh, in the mix. No one at all is predicting them to win a national championship this year. I'm not saying that everybody should go over the top with this or have uh, bigger expectations than maybe a Big Ten championship, but definitely uh, this Indiana team getting some praise on a national level and in the mix is a team that should make the NCAA tournament and not only make it, but be able to win a couple games, advance further into the tournament than what we have seen in recent years. And I know that alone is exciting for Indiana fans to think about as the month of November arrives. Also, Indiana receiver Cam Camper, he is out for the season, unfortunately, with a torn ACL. That came from Coach Allen in his Monday press conference. Camper suffered the injury against Rutgers in the second quarter. He did not return for the remainder of that game. So the loss of Camper basically means the Hoosiers are without its top receiver and top playmaker this season. In the seven games he played, Camper collected a team-high 46 catches, tallying 569 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged over 81 receiving yards per game and nearly 50 more yards than the next closest Indiana receiver. So you think about what's ahead after the bye week for IU football, Penn State, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State. I've got those out of order, I know. And then Purdue, hard to see this team winning without Cam Camper on the field. He was, uh, I don't want to say their last hope, but he was a big hope of this team heading into this tough stretch of Big Ten East Division opponents uh, with Penn State and uh, uh, Ohio State specifically. Uh, but with uh, Camper out, that makes things even a bigger challenge for the Hoosiers this upcoming uh, stretch of the season to close things out. So uh, big challenges ahead, injuries to deal with. Is Tom Allen on the hot seat? I get that question a lot. I don't think so because of the 
huge buyout that still exists. We've talked about that some recently here on the program. But Indiana, definitely the opportunity here over these next three or four games to play some young players, to get some future uh, players that are going to have to play pivotal roles more involved in plays and uh, be interesting to see because not only do you have the camper issue now, but really you could say that the IU starting quarterback job is really up for grabs again. Uh, Basilak has uh, struggled. I think that's a safe way to say it. Of course, Jack Tuttle has announced that he is going to, to transfer. You've got Dexter Williams, who's on scholarship. We've heard some praise about his young efforts already. Brendan Soresby as well, a scholarship quarterback uh, on the team. So going to be interesting to see what direction IU goes these next few games at the quarterback position as well. So if you've washed your hands of IU football, if you're frustrated, if you know what's ahead, some tough games for this team, if you're ready to focus on basketball, I think one thing that's worth tuning in for is to see the decisions that are made for the future of this program because now you're going to get a look at some players coming into the season that we didn't necessarily expect to see uh, in action this uh, this season, at least at the role that they have the potential to have here over these next four, these final four games of the season. Also, an IU women's basketball note, a lot of excitement about them as they begin the season as well. Uh, there was an announcement back over the summer that the women's team would be getting a uh, their team center inside of the uh, facility would be getting a uh, new uh, renovation because of a women's excellence initiative to lift up the 13 varsity women's sports on the campus at Indiana. And that is done. I saw some outstanding pictures of the new team center, which I believe is located uh, at Assembly Hall. There's the locker room type facility for the team. Uh, but it's named after Courtney Cox Cole and their family a donation that was given. Cole was a member of the 1991 uh, Women's Invitational Tournament run-up team and the second leading scorer her freshman season for the Hoosiers. But uh, updated team lounge, updated training room, also a coach's media room as well. Just some of the things that matter when it comes to recruiting. Uh, so to see some pictures of that, just like we do on the men's side, you know that helps them get in and stay in with some of the top players in the country that Indiana women's basketball and Coach Morin are uh, trying to bring into the fold in Bloomington. Also, as we head to commercial break, we know big weekend coming up for Providence. I mentioned their Friday sectional football championship game at home against Tecumseh. Then on Saturday, the volleyball team will play in a 3A state championship volleyball match. The Pioneers have been just an unbelievably talented volleyball program now for years here in southern Indiana, and they've got a chance to bring home another state championship. They'll play at Ball State University's Worthen Arena, always the home of the volleyball state finals. So huge weekend for Providence Athletics and Providence Sports. And one other thing, Penn State IU, Penn State a 14-point favorite. I noticed earlier today, according to DraftKings, the over-under in that contest has been set at 53.5 points. Uh, Indiana 3-5 and five this season against the spread and 3-2 and two, uh, at home. So uh, be interesting to see if Indiana can keep it within that 14 points with Penn State coming to town on Saturday. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Mike Schumann. More on Coach Woodson's comments last night on his weekly radio show. Also, IU football. We'll preview the IU-Penn State game. And still ahead, Jeff Rabjohns, the publisher of Pigs.com, 
on all things IU basketball. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Tuesday program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question on IU basketball or football, because we're going to cover both of those topics right now with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, uh, great to have Coach Woodson on the radio. We uh, carry the Coach Woodson show Monday nights here on the Big X, and uh, we talk a lot about his personality, his storytelling ability and just the way he talks about the recent happenings around the program I think gives a little more insight than maybe what we're used to getting from some other recent IU coaches. <laughs> yeah and I uh, it's good timing for that question because I was out with the kids trick-or-treating last night um, and just got a chance to go back and revisit it this morning and I, I had the same conclusion. I, I really enjoy listening to Coach Woodson whether it's uh, on press conferences, uh, radio shows, whatever, because there's just an authenticity there that, you know, you don't always get out of any coaches, and you know, not, not necessarily just former IU coaches, but, you know, I, whether he means to say some of the things he says or it's just, you know, again, that authenticity that just comes out just because he's so comfortable. I think he even said that last night. He's just comfortable in his own skin, and, that, and that's really apparent listening to it. So you get a lot of insights and a lot of nuggets from him that you just didn't get from prior coaches, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Last night he talked a little bit about really a lot of players and a lot of things that have went on so far this season, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I laughed the most or probably enjoyed the most him telling some stories about his recruitment of Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renault. and I know I talked a little bit about Malik's uh, here in the first segment today, but he just gives you that kind of insight and uh, kind of occasionally makes you laugh along the way. Yeah, and I, I, I got to admit, like, I, when he says these things, I'm I'm half wondering, like, is, is he actually telling the truth or is he just kind of <laughs> having fun with the, <laughs> embellishing a story a little bit? Because him saying that he was sitting next to, to Larry Brown and he, he lied to him about which player he was watching when both of them were sitting watching an AAU event uh, well, just, just cracked me up because just, uh, you know, just a gamesmanship for two guys that have known each other for decades to, to still kind of play the game and, and have fun. Um, apparently he told Larry Brown that, you know, he was watching someone other than Jalen Huchifino when, when in fact he was watching the guy that Indiana ended up landing. And apparently Larry Brown remembered that little bluff and uh, called, called him out on it after Huchifino landed at, at IU. That, that's just a fun story. Again, just the kind of stuff you just don't get out of people unless they're, you know, very comfortable, you know, being open and, and sharing that kind of stuff. Mike, uh, last night Coach Woodson said Indiana's defense needs to be, quote, our staple, end quote. Based on what you saw, just a little bit of things in that Marion game, that exhibition on Saturday, and knowing what Coach, and Wood, uh, Coach Woodson did last season defensively as well, 
Do you think that defense can become truly the staple, the identity of this team this season? Yeah, that's one of the things I wrote coming out of that exhibition uh, is that I think it can actually be better than it was last year um, for multiple reasons. I think, you know, and it's also one of the things I asked Xavier Johnson about during media day because, you know, he, he has to deal with uh, Jalen Huchifino every day in practice. And, and it's one of the things I was genuinely curious about is, you know, late in games last year, they would go to – Rob Fennessy in a kind of an all-defensive lineup just to really try to lock people up. And, and by and large, it was effective. And so I asked Xavier Johnson, you know, can, can this defense with Hood Shafino out there most of the time in place of that Fennessy role, can, can they actually be as good as they were last year in crunch time? And he said yes, and he actually thinks they will be better because of Hood Shafino's length, I think a lot of people forget that he's, you know, 6'5", maybe at one point even listed at 6'6", with a plus wingspan, you know, often cited as one of the best defenders in his class, moves very well laterally on the ball. I think he is going to be just a menace on the ball. Um, you know, there were some things that happened on Saturday, some breakdowns and ball screen coverages, some, some communication issues that, that you would expect in a preseason, especially with some of the younger guys out there. But but by and large, the way he, the way Xavier Johnson and Josefino can defend the ball, and then you talk about you know guys like Trey Galloway off the bench, Jordan Geronimo off the bench, um, it, it'll be interesting to see if Tamar Bates can improve defensively because I think that was part of what was holding him back. Um, and I think there's been some mention of, of him improving defensively. So, yeah. I really do, and I, I think on the block as well. You know, you, you know what you're getting with race and trace, but I think you, you have more athleticism in the form of Malik Renault and Logan Duncan kind of in that second wave of defenders in the front court. So, yeah, I think just altogether this has a chance to be, you know, once again a team that is led by defense and even better than they were last year. Talking with Mike Schumann. Mike is author of the Daily Hoosier Com. You can follow him on Twitter at Daily underscore Hoosier. Uh, getting ready for another exhibition game later this week. And one of the things I'm most interesting to see in, I think, game two, the final exhibition game for IU is Logan Duncombe. He added a lot of weight, looked to be a little bit more muscular than he was a season ago. And I'm not so sure that he didn't score more playing time in the one exhibition game than what he did total last season. He was really interesting to watch and see exactly what his development has been and how possibly he could fit into things this season as well, maybe somewhat on a regular basis in the rotation. Yeah, that's a very interesting comment about more minutes than he got all last year. I suspect that's true, although the the box score was completely messed up uh, during the game, and I don't think I've ever seen an accurate box score with the actual minutes. But I just looked at that a few minutes ago, actually, and it still shows Duncan playing 37 minutes in that game, which we know is not, not correct. But I suspect, I think he played something like 19 or 20 total last year, and I suspect he did get right around that, if not more. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got to be careful with big men in exhibition games because if there's a major, there's a major difference, obviously, between IU and Marion and IU and St. Francis. But the biggest difference is in the big men because you, you just obviously can't teach your coach size and length, and that's where the, those programs are really separated. There's there's a lot of good guards that end up at the NIAI level, and you saw some of that with, with Marion, but, you know, 
Logan Duncan is not going to face anyone at the D1 or especially high major level that is as small as Marion was and uh, unable to deal with him like, like Marion was. So you, so you have to be careful. Same goes for Malik Renault or Renew, I guess we're saying now. I, I owe that guy an apology because <laughs> I've been mispronouncing his name for the last year. Same here. I go um, back and forth, I think, every other time I say his name. So. Well, but, well, now we have it clear because Jeremy Gray's call on, on the mic during the game is renew for two, and I, that, that stuck with me. And I, I think I'll get it right the rest of the way now. But, but same, same with him. Um, you know, excellent performance, but you, you definitely have to consider the competition. I, I don't think we're going to see um, that, that same level of dominance from those two, but very encouraging signs, especially from Duncan, because he, he just had such a tough year last year with, you know, limited minutes, several illnesses, suspensions. I mean, there, there was all kinds of stuff going on there that was hard for him. And you could tell talking to him post-game, um, seeing the video from the locker room, that it really meant a lot to him, irrespective of the opponent, just to build some confidence and, and you know, have a really positive moment. And Woodson, you know, specifically pointed him out in the locker room. So it meant something to Woodson as well to see a guy, you know, put in the time and effort and, and get some results. So, you know, I, I think if you can draw anything from it, I think it's just that Indiana's front court depth is better than it was last year. I, I think you feel good about Renew and Duncan coming off the bench um, and, and really bolstering Indiana. I don't, I don't see a major drop-off when, when those two are on the floor. Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. One other thing from last night's Coach Woodson show here on the Big X I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, we talk a lot, especially in the offseason, about recruiting and Kenya Hunter and some of the assistant coaches and all the traveling that they do and where they have connections across the country. But last night, Coach Woodson talked about probably the coach we're least familiar with, and that is Brian Walsh, who received a promotion, a bump in the offseason from a non-coaching position to the third assistant coach on the staff. And with that, um, he got a big praise. He got a big shout-out last night from Coach Woodson on his game plan for Marion. It was his first uh, uh, assignment for the, the game plan to put that together for the staff. And it sounds like, again, exhibition game, a little less pressure, non-Division one opponent, so probably a good opportunity to cut your teeth if you're a young coach but he sure seemed to draw the praise from Coach Woodson, which is good to hear. Yeah, it seemed like, seemed like a real smart move to, to give him that, that first go at an exhibition game and, like you said, cut his teeth. Um, I, I, I had the same reaction as you did with what Woodson said. You know, he specifically pointed out kind of the, the presentation of it, which is probably the hardest part is to, you know, you know what you want to do and what you want to say in your, in your mind, but to actually be able to present it in a way that, that the head coach gets it and agrees with it to some extent. Um, you know, obviously there, there's a lot of help there behind the scenes with GAs and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that, that stuck out to me as well. Brian Walsh is a, a great guy. I've gotten to know him a little bit on the, the recruiting trail over the summer. Um, you, you can just tell by talking to him why he's well-liked within the program. And, you know, obviously an up-and-comer to um, – you know, they, they could have gone a lot of different directions with that spot um, and to, to promote somebody w within in a program where, you know, that wants to win right now and really, you know, needs to recruit at a high level. It, it was a major statement about how they feel about him. And you can see it in talking to him that, that he's got a lot of the attributes that 
will eventually be successful at this level. All right, Mike, let's uh, transition to football. I know it's not near as exciting right now as the basketball team and uh, their upcoming season, but we do need to chat about Penn State. A big challenge for the Hoosiers, especially with what we learned yesterday, receiver Cam Camper out for the season with an ACL injury. Yeah, I mean, I I think yesterday I I wrote that, you know, Camper was probably the, the most valuable offensive player in Cam Jones most valuable defensive player you know they lost one for the season and lost the other for a critical portion of the season so no 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 change in luck for for indiana losing those two guys for for so much time no no doubt about it um and then the quarterback aspect of it you you never know exactly what's going on it could just be some bluffing it could be genuinely that that i use been taking a real careful look at what they're going to do from a quarterback standpoint. It's clear that, you know, Connor Basilak hasn't been exceptional by, by any stretch over the last several weeks or really the entire season. He's just been inconsistent is, is the best way to describe it. I mean, he's obviously had great moments leading uh, the offense down the field against Illinois, which has turned out to be a much better win than we thought it was their only loss of the season but you know there's been you know a lot of interceptions a very uh pedestrian completion rate you know he's obviously under a ton of pressure you know with an offensive line that you know is is very average at best as well so there's so many layers to that and now you add in you know not having your best receiver and the offense really took a step back didn't seem like that was possible but they took a step back when camper was out of games um, you know, both against Rutgers and against Nebraska. So it, it's, it's going to be tough for whoever runs out there at quarterback, but at least, you know, we, we have something interesting to, to keep an eye on and talk about in terms of, you know, what makes sense from a quarterback perspective. I, I've gotten pushback um, in saying that I, I think it would be interesting to see what a more mobile quarterback could do. Um, I know Dexter Williams is third string, doesn't have any college experience. Um, but there's just something about, you know, somebody that can make plays in the open field, especially if they're good at kind of recognizing pressure and escaping the pocket. If, if their pocket instincts are good and, and if they are able to make throws on the move, which it sounds like he is, and based on what I've seen at fall camps, uh, I, I think he is. So it's a possible move. I, I don't know if they're really going to make one. The, the one that would – strike me as the most interesting would be Tuttle just because he's already announced he's going to transfer after the season and I just don't see him as somebody that really gives you anything substantially different than what they're getting from Basilak both you know just from the eye test and and also from his performance over the last few four years when he has gotten a chance to see the field. I think the thought is and at least this is my thought what do you have to lose by experimenting not with the quarterback position but with maybe some other spots as well given where things are at who's injured what the record is and I know that you want to win or attempt to win every game that's obviously the game plan I know that uh, that coach Allen has but at some point uh, experimentation for the future might be the best route to go and I got to believe before this season fully comes to a close that uh, we see a little bit of that at least yeah I think so and that's exactly what Seth Tao who, who writes for us said in his piece this morning you can see it on the daily who's you're just going through the, the quarterback situation is you know 
at the end of the day, there, there may not be a perfect answer that you can kind of go through the pros and cons of each and, and, and not really feel compelled in any way. But, you know, if you, if you run Dexter Williams out there, at least you can say you tried everything, you know, you, you didn't leave anything on the table. And that might just be where we're at. The, the, the complicating factor or one of them in my mind is that if you do make a change right now, you're, you're, putting that person out there against Penn State and then Ohio State. So it's a it's a major ask for anyone to, you know, get their first action of the season against that lineup. Yeah, for sure. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Again, the website is the dailyhoosier.com. I know we've talked some about Tom Allen and it, is his seat very hot and I think the consensus and I don't know if it's come up with you or not in our uh, Tuesday chats, but the consensus is no, and primarily because the buyout is so big. And at some point, you know, he has taken Indiana to some bowl games. What What is the expectation for an Indiana football coach historically, if you look at the success or maybe you say lack thereof over the course of some years, some decades? But your thoughts on Tom Allen. Uh, he, just a few years ago, Mike, he was the hottest name in the Big Ten Conference and uh, his name was coming up for other jobs. And on top of the success Indiana had on the field, he was appearing on national sports radio shows and podcasts because he had become such a leader as well, that LEO mentality and, and how he handled that success in the 2020 year uh, really took him and IU, I thought, to another level. A lot of that seems to have gone away at this point. Yeah, and that's exactly how I would characterize it. Is this season was kind of the the measuring stick of you know are we still in that 2019-2020 phase of you know a new program or are we just kind of back to to where where things started when Allen took over or possibly even worse? And I I think that's exactly right that we've kind of you know kind of wiped out the 2019-2020 feel good aspects and we're just kind of back to you know kind of feels like the IU football that that we've known for a long time not not real clear what the direction of the program is um I I agree that it would be really hard to to make a move after this season because of the buyout as one aspect um uh, you know that there's not a lot of at least to my knowledge a lot of a lot of big donors out there that would come up with that money on the football side obviously things are changing dramatically with with revenue with new tv deals for the big 10 there, there's a lot of money out there no, no doubt about it but but the uh, the way it's structured it would be hard to do after this year it's it's just such an interesting dynamic for the program um because a lot has changed in college football since that 2020 season you know you think about name image and likeness at the uh, top of that list, um, you know, I think what Indiana is trying to do is, is much different than what they've tried to do a couple of years ago because brand and ability to uh, rally funds and to uh, really promote promote yourself has become at the forefront, and I think that makes things much harder for a program like Indiana that just doesn't have that historic appeal and historic brand. And uh, I think, you know, whereas you got top talent even in this 2022 class. You know we're seeing right now with signing day a month away, Indiana doesn't have, you know, hardly. You know, I, I know they're not trying to bring in a big class, but I think they've only got half of what they want to get signed up 
event committed verbally at this point. So the, the, there's some clear challenges out there that are go beyond performance on the field. And I've also heard you know people say, and this wasn't specific to Allen, but just you know a coach's voice in the locker room. You know, over time, it becomes difficult to uh, for that voice to resonate in the same way it did. So the you know the rallying cry of of Leo and, and you know being the the underdog, where whereas it it resonated in 2019 and 2020, does it carry the the same weight now that it's you know it's seen some challenges and seen some hiccups along the way? I think it's reasonable that to to wonder if he can really get the locker room back the way he had it in in those years. No question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Great chat on basketball and football. Mike, I've enjoyed your dual coverage. Lots of football stuff. Of course, getting into tons of basketball stuff as well at thedailyhoosier.com, and we'll chat with you again very soon. Yep, November is always a challenging month. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Matt. We'll head to a commercial break. Come back. More IU basketball on the horizon. Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com will help us take a look at the upcoming exhibition game on Thursday and some of his other thoughts from the scrimmage game for the Hoosiers from Saturday afternoon. A easy win without Trace Jackson Davis and Tamar Bates it was uh, for the Hoosiers on Saturday. We'll head to a break. We're back with Rabby after this here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Tuesday program. Jeff Rabjohns, the publisher of Pigs.com, with us for a chat on IU basketball as we wrap things up today. Jeff, the season is here. Final exhibition game coming up on Thursday night. And I know you had a lot of takeaways from that big win over Mary and an easy win for the Hoosiers on Saturday afternoon. Everybody, though, wants to know what the deal is with Trace Jackson Davis and Tamar Bates. Do you have any insight on what appear we think to be minor things that kept him out of that game, that exhibition on Saturday? Yeah, with Trace um, in one of their scrimmages about, uh, oh, maybe a week before the first exhibition game, somewhere around there, uh, his, the thumb on his right non-shooting hand just got wrenched back, you know, kind of mashed. So he's got a, uh, like a, a splint wrap on that. Uh, so that's why he didn't play. And uh, we'll see about Thursday. My guess would be that they would keep him out. You know, you can beat St. Francis without him. Um, you need him healthy during the season. You don't have to have him out there for exhibition games. But, yeah, it's a thumb on his right hand. Uh, with Tamar, it's sort of like a hit-slash-back issue. He got all turned around on uh, trying to make a play um, in, a, in a drill practice situation and just kind of got himself kind of, you know, wrenched up. So, He's, he didn't play in the first one. And, you know, when, when he's back, you know, I, I don't know. You know, hit back kind of depends upon when it all gets straightened out, um, when he's not playing with pain. So, but that, that's the situation with, with what those two are dealing with. All right, Jeff Rabjohns, Peaks.com. Another exhibition game coming up on Thursday night. Jeff, I know these games are 
not necessarily the biggest or best test for this team, which is expected to compete for a Big Ten championship game. But these exhibitions allow, I thought, some great opportunity for different lineups and players like C.J. Gunn to come in and get an opportunity to show what he can do. What stood out uh, to you, maybe from somebody you didn't expect to report on or see much in that game on Saturday? What what was the takeaway you had on, on somebody on down the roster a little further? Uh, if you want somebody on down the roster, I'm, I'm going to go with Logan Duncan um, because he, he certainly is down the roster. You know, he's your fourth big. Trace and Race are going to start. Malik's going to be the first guy off the bench. Um, so I think the biggest surprise – would have been Logan Duncan going out there, you know, playing the minutes he played. Obviously, it was due to IU being in, in complete control, but he did a really good job. You know, he gets 11 points, he gets 11 rebounds. Um, he, he was aggressive. Uh, you know, he, he had eight of his 11 rebounds were on the defensive end. You know, he goes five for eight from the floor. I like the fact that he was aggressive, even though he was, uh, you know, physically superior uh, to some of the guys he's going against. Um, you know, he was out there for a stretch when they had uh, their the center that they got from Miami of Ohio. So you, you, he's at least going against a D1 kid. Um, so I, I would say uh, in that category, I'd go with Logan Duncan. All right, Jeff Rabjohns, Peaks.com, our guest. Next, exhibi- next exhibition game is Thursday night, so a couple days away from that. St. Francis, another small school in-state program will come to Bloomington. Do you expect this to be a similar challenge from what Marion was? Do you know how those teams stack up against each other as far as what Thursday night could be for IU? Yeah, I mean, Marion's uh, a little better, or at least perceived to be a little better entering the season. Uh, Marion's in the NAIA preseason uh, national top 20. St. Francis is not. I believe they were down there uh, and others receiving votes in one poll I saw. But, uh, yeah, Marion's definitely the better team. So it, it'll be a chance for Indiana to just get guys on the floor, get guys comfortable with things. And, you know, and I think I think sometimes uh, we on the outside, you know, kind of forget. For the freshmen, for a lot of them, this is the first time they've played in front of this kind of a crowd, in front of this many people, in a building this big. You know, somebody told me a story. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody told me this story about one time – Mike Woodson's trying to get a point across. I think it was Malik or Jalen, one of the two. And uh, they said something about, like, yeah, Coach, I got it. And he made a joke about, you know, you know, you guys played in high school. You played in front of a couple hundred people. I bring 20000 into my house here, boys. you got to get ready. <laughs> I don't know if the story's true or not. But that's what somebody told me. But I think there's a little bit of just, just get everybody acclimated to swimming in the big pool in front of the big crowd, you know. And, um it's another reason I kind of like exhibition games a little more than scrimmages, even though I understand with a scrimmage you can play a fellow Power 5 team, et cetera, et cetera. I get all that. I'm kind of a fan of these things. Um, so, But I, I wouldn't expect there to be a lot of competition. I would expect a lot of guys to get time. I would expect um, Mike Woodson to be able to look at whatever combinations he wants to look at. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, if, if, if they decide that Trace is not fully healed or – or, or even if they just decide that thumb is not up to strength at this point, they just don't want to risk it. I think you'll see Malik uh, uh, renew back out there in the starting lineup. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Jeff Rabjohns, Peaks.com, the publisher from Peaks, our guest here to wrap up Tuesday's program. I know that we're so engaged with the season and, and exciting to see uh, basketball season arrive, but there have been some recruiting developments. I know Indiana's name continued to be mentioned with 
some key players from the 2024 class, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on on the recruiting front right now. Um, you know, this is this is as active as Indiana has been in the fall as far as all three assistants and the head coach going out to see players since probably Tom Crean's first, second, third year. Um, you know, after after he got it going at IU, he didn't go out this much. You know, Archie kind of staggered his days a little more fall, winter spring um and Woody didn't go out this much last fall but it, it, it's, a, it's a really 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 busy time and you know you're looking at a lot of guys out there you know Riley Burgess uh certainly the center from over in Cincinnati Sycamores is, is a big name uh you got multiple guys down at Mount Verde where, where Jalen Hutchfino and Malik Renault are from um you know with with Liam McNeely uh Ace and Newell and Derek Queen those are the three main guys from Mount Verde down in Florida that I use looking at um you've got uh, you know, Flory Badunga, number four player in the country from up the road at, at, at Kokomo. Uh, he's a guy that I use, you know, had on campus and is recruiting very actively. Uh, you got Dylan Harper, uh, younger brother of Ron Harper Jr., obviously son of Ron Harper Sr. Um, you know, he's getting ready to come to Indiana for a visit. He's ranked number five in the country. Asa Newell's already visited. Asa is number six in the country. So in the 2024 class, they, they have or are about to get visits from number four, number five, number six in the country. And I think they've gotten visits, well, once Dylan Harper visits, they will have gotten visits from from six players in the national top 30 in the 2024 class. So there's certainly a lot of activity going on. Um, and, uh, you know, I was trying to put itself in positions to where when the time comes, you know, they're going to be options for, for some of these guys, you know, who are, who are highly ranked. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a really interesting time. And, and I think there are, I get the vibe, there's a real chance there's a couple more names uh, that may pop up here in the next week or two. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Jeff RabjohnsPigs.com with us uh, here on this Tuesday program. Jeff, thanks for the uh, chat today. Uh, basketball season is here. What are we, uh, as far as regular college basketball on television on a nightly basis, are we about a week and a half, two weeks from that? Uh, no. Or less. No. We're a little, we're a little less than that. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're a little less than that. I think we're looking at, um, yeah, basically November 7th. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. All so, right. Appreciate your, away. appreciate your input as always. And, uh, I know if there's a college basketball game on, I can call Jeff Radjohns because he's up and he's watching it on television. And, uh, <laughs> we talk a lot of basketball, my friend. I appreciate those chats. <laughs> absolutely man you know me well you have a great week my brother we'll talk to you all right for sure jeff rabjohns pigs.com and that's going to wrap up this tuesday edition of the program just a couple reminders for later in the week we've got providence football in a sectional championship game coming up on friday night uh, so tune in for that the pioneers will host tecumseh who is undefeated should be a terrific game on friday we'll see if providence can be the lone area team to win a sectional championship, their volleyball team at a 3A state title game on Saturday afternoon up in Muncie as well. So if you're a Providence alum or Providence fan, it is a great weekend forthcoming uh, for the Pioneers, that is for sure. Have a great Tuesday. We will be back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m. Let's see, we've got Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times with us on Tuesday. 
We also have coming up Tuesday, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We always talk local sports and high school sports with him, so we'll preview that big weekend for Providence. And girls basketball gets underway tonight, so we'll have some early girls results to talk about this week as well. Have a great Tuesday, and a happy November as well. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.